Welcome to another episode of Battle of Ballers. Well, a lot of things happened this uh, week and uh, mainly the Champions League finals. So I guess we should start from there. PSG, what a chance they had and they couldn't take it. So Bayern were too strong or what did you think of the game? Well, it actually reminded me of the 2014 World Cup final. Uh, I think in the match, Germany were uh, supreme favourites after the drubbing of Brazil in the semis. And... Mm-hmm. Argentina just scraping through after a penalty shootout. But I think in the first half, the kind of chances that Argentina had, they should have buried the game. Literally. I felt the same case was with PSG as well. In the first half, mm-hmm. they, I think they got two chances in which they should have like gone up 2-0. I mean, I'm not saying that Bayern would not have come back, but then they should yeah. have gone 2-0. Honestly speaking, they they were able to exploit the high line, which mm-hmm. I think uh, everyone were talking about, Bayern's high line. And there is one part that we cannot deny. As on date, the best goalkeeper in the world is Manuel Neuer. Oh, yes. He just... The uh... best goalkeeper. I mean, hands down. No offense to Gigi Buffon, but he is in a different level. So Manuel Neuer, I think uh, that so Bayern has lost in the last two seasons of Champions League. They've lost only to Liverpool, right? And Manuel Neuer, I think, took it very personally after the last year's game where Mane, you know, kind of rounded him up and kind of lobbed the ball to the net. Since then, he has been some like like the old Neuer that we know, right? Be- becoming like big in front of goal and kind of intimidating forward. Good to see. Not only that, I mean, um, yeah, I know you're going to take credit for the fact <laughs> that, yeah, he felt personally vindicated after losing to Liverpool. But hey, let's not forget, Manuel him. Neuer has been a class a class apart from a long time. I remember yes, there, yes, was, yes. Uh, there was a Bayern versus United uh, quarterfinal roundup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think United won that tie, yeah. Uh, in which Rooney was... In that season, it was like it was Rooney's season, season of his career, and he got injured in the away leg. Uh, we went through, we went uh, through to the semis, uh, but I remember one point in the home game. There was a throw. He he just threw the ball, and literally speaking, it went into Manchester United's D box. <laughs> it was a throw. It was a freaking throw. It was not even a kick. And no way. Like, they actually showed that on replay. I mean, <laughs> nobody <laughs> could believe that he had that in him. And yeah, uh, he he is just a class apart. I mean, uh, if if there was any player uh, for whom I mean, at least for the final, I would say Ben um, owe it to that player. I think it has to be Manuel Neuer. Yeah, and I think Manuel Neuer was the first keeper who brought that idea of a sweeper keeper, right? Like, yeah, I would yeah. see him almost in the opposition's half sometimes when yeah, Bayern would yeah, dominate. That true, true. And, that and that's so intimidating as an opposition. Like, you know, the keeper's like almost at the half line and you are you can't do anything about it. <laughs> so that's very intim- intimidating. And I think he started that. So brilliant I, performance. I, I, think he, I think he takes it, uh, you know, too hard. Um, you know, attack is the best form of defense. I think he takes that quite literally. Yeah, and he's a different breed only of a yes. keeper, right? You look at his like, physique, you look at his, you know, yeah. um, reflexes. Agility. Uh, 
Uh, he is in a different league. I mean, uh, I, I don't think any of the keepers in the Premier League are close to him. Uh, yeah, and he's doing it for like what? Uh, God knows yeah, how many years now. How many years? I mean, he's doing it like for a long time. It's not easy to have that kind of, uh, yeah. to be on that level for such a long I, time. I remember, I remember there was a time when he was uh, moving from... Borussia, I think he was playing for Borussia Dortmund, if I'm not wrong, before... Uh, like they all do, like Bayern's uh, hunting ground is like the other Bundesliga clubs, right? They just, oh, this guy's <laughs> playing too well, just buy him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, there was a rumour, I, I recall, there was a rumour that uh, United were about, about to sign on a free transfer. Mm-hmm. But he went on to Bayern instead and uh, I, I do not know uh, if United uh, regret that, if it was actually true. Of course they do. If, if it's true, I mean they should regret it because Neuer. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely should. And uh, it was it was Sir Alex that time. He is a beast <laughs> of a yeah. different adult. So, so, what do you think about like Neymar? Like because when we say Ronaldo, we usually like nowadays we have started com- comparing like Neymar and as the next guy, right? To kind of take it over as you know like uh, at that level at least. Uh, but Neymar, uh, I, I'm actually a little surprised because um, when he first burst onto the scene, I think with Santos, yeah, uh, it looked like he's going to uh, like change the entire world. It uh, by his skills. <laughs> I mean, it just looked like that, and uh, I, I think I think maybe one of the worst career moves that he made was to go to Barcelona. Because, no, I wouldn't uh, agree to that. I mean, in Barcelona, he was very formidable with Messi. I think they won. I think the Champions League that Barcelona won with Neymar. Yeah, I think Neymar they, played they, they a very made, big part. Yeah, I, I I recall that. But the point is, um, if Neymar probably would have stayed at a club uh, away from Barcelona, mm-hmm. then uh, firstly the ego clash with right Messi now. would not have happened. Because let's not forget his urge to move away from Barcelona has been the fact that he will never be considered as number one. But these are excuses, right? I mean, on a night yeah, like again, that. Yeah, character also speaks a lot because that is where I would say Cristiano Ronaldo is a different class because uh, when he moved to Real Madrid, he was, you know, the second, uh, as they called it, the Galacticos version 2.0. He mm-hmm. was part of... A huge galaxy of stars who came in at the same time. I think Kaka came in. Uh, of course, Kaka was at the end of his fag end of his career, uh, but still he was having he was making moves. Neymar, as a personality, he's a different um, he's a different character. He he wants to be the number one wherever he goes. So mm-hmm. even PSG, I would I would feel that if uh, you know his hits and misses continue, he will fall down the pecking order because PSG also is not short of talent uh, yeah. because I'm, I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of Kylian Mbappe. Um, oh, he's already uh, bigger yeah. than Neymar in that team. I think if you ask uh, anyone who's more important to PSG, they would say Mbappe and not Neymar. I'm pretty sure yeah. of that. But uh, because, one yeah, thing is... He's, he's also, I mean, revelation. I mean... Um, yeah, given his age and everything. From Monaco, uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, Monaco has been a good export material for um, you know the South American uh, players but uh, this is the first time I think a French player is actually excelling uh, having mm-hmm. come from Monaco. I don't recall any other players 
um, at that level, to be very honest. Uh, the earlier player, I think everyone were in awe was uh, Radamel Falcao. But then uh, he was kind of a flop both at Chelsea and United. Well, uh, Fabinho is from Monaco, currently in Liverpool. But yeah, coming back to Neymar, I think like he has this. Uh, there's a lot of pressure, obviously, because of the wages Definitely. and he, yeah, also his own expectations and people's expectations from him. But I just feel like he, if he wants to be compared in that bracket of Ronaldo and Messi, like he needs to step up in the next few years and kind of, you know, like uh, do it on his own almost, right? In in some crunch games, in some clutch situations. But also coming back to the game. Uh, I think PSG were not clinical and I, I was expecting more goals. It was only 1-0 at the end, but given the attacking teams that were there, I think uh, this final had less goals than the final last year between Liverpool and Spurs, which was considered to be a, a fairly mediocre final, right? But this one had actually less goals, which is not to say the game was that bad, but still, I mean, I was expecting... A few more at least. I would say it was. I would say it was uh, more of an attritional battle. Um, it was not a KG affair by any means, but um, both the teams cancelled each other out very easily, which I did yeah, it was an open-ended. It was very mm-hmm. open-ended because I think towards the end of the first half, um, I think both PSG and Bayern looked like they might score, and they almost did as well. So. Um, I mean, I'm I'm surprised by the amount of misses that uh, Lewandowski had in the game. Oh yeah, and it was a little shocking. But talking of Lewandowski, I think that guy would have won Ballon d'Or this year. Absolutely, he deserves to. <laughs> and when I was when the game was over, and I was that's the first thought that came to my mind. I mean, Lewandowski just missed a chance because they cancelled the award for no reason. Uh, at least yeah. that's what I think. I mean, that's not fair. You're having the tournaments going on, then why do you cancel the award? Yeah, exactly. You're not cancelling Champions League, right? You're still having it going on. And yeah, it's good to know that uh, UEFA has come out stating that they will be considering this mini-tournament format in the future as well. So, that's good. I think... Uh, really? Uh, home away, yeah, there, there, had, there was a statement um, by the UEFA president towards the end of the final during the presentation ceremony just before it began there was a talk of that and they said that yeah UEFA will definitely consider uh, knockout tournament format and I, I think it's good I, I, it's been well received by uh, I mean almost everyone and it is a good way as well because a neutral venue uh, no away goals uh, threat to consider yeah it takes a lot of pressure unnecessary pressure off the players but then that unnecessary pressure is what made that tournament very interesting, right? With that home and away. I, I don't deny. I, I I don't deny at all. But then this mini tournament also is uh, pretty interesting. That's what mm-hmm. I think UEFA is also considering. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that, but uh, definitely there are pot- there is potential there being a knockout tournament, obviously. So coming back to the game, I wanted to bring attention to this one player, uh, Icardi. So Icardi was a very uh, good forward, you know, they bought him for, I think, uh, pretty expensive, let's just say. And when PSG were 1-0 down and they needed a goal, they didn't bring Icardi in. Uh, and instead, they brought in Chupa Moting, 
which I, which is okay <laughs> but sometimes i don't understand why do you buy players which are 60 70 80 million worth because not all clubs have that luxury and then yes. you wonder like you 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 keep them on, in the bench like like barca did with griezmann and psg did with icardi i mean that's bizarre right if you are icardi i mean i'm i'm sure you are happy with the wages but you only get to play for another what 5 6 years and you would like to play in these nights right of like course. a champions league final of when course. your team is down 1-0 uh, well uh, honestly speaking i uh, don't really um, believe psg's uh, management tuchel i don't think is a very good manager to be very honest but it, but he got them to the final i think this is the first final they yeah but again let's if you, if you see the if you see the, um, the quality of the teams that they had on their side i would say it was a much easier uh, route to the final than what bayern had and not just the teams i feel like the the format change and the lack of crowd Definitely. 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 but then at a home home uh, fixture if you are not able to beat a uh, i mean a team that is supposed to be still rebuilding then honestly uh, yeah you don't really i i would not call them at the pinnacle of their uh, you know the success stage yet they are still they've got still got a long way to go yeah a long long way to go definitely the tournament the tournament format change definitely helped them that is for sure Yeah, no crowd. I think these factors have helped them quite a bit. Uh, anyway, I think we have exhausted uh, all that uh, we had to speak about. The final is done. Bayern are the champions, worthy champions, I would say. Um, yeah, definitely worthy champions, no doubt. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so let's move on to our next segment where we'll look at a bit of a charity football that happened today. Oh. Uh, really? Also known as the charity. Community Shield. Yeah, charity. <laughs> yeah, let's let's chat on that. Back. So let let it be noted that whenever Liverpool loses a game in the Premier League this year, <laughs> my dear friend Sean is going to call that as charity. Okay, go on. Well, this is not the Premier League, so it's different. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll come back and talk about that. So let's now talk about I think a reality check for Liverpool. that mm-hmm. is what it was not a charity by any means okay you cannot beat arsenal with a full strength side then uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's time you actually think that um this season is not going to be as easy as it is it was for you the last yeah season. yeah yeah it will be a tough season glad so, that you realize it not just for us for everyone but i'm just saying like we didn't beat them but we didn't lose either we it was a draw Right. Did both the teams touch the trophy? Trophy? There's no trophy. There's a plate. What trophy are you talking about? <laughs> Didn't you see they they handed a plate in the end? Yeah, I know. The grapes are sour. The grapes are always 
very sad when you when it is out of your reach. Okay, do you agree? So, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let let's first decide. Do you agree? It's not a trophy, and it's a like a shield. The name itself says shield. It doesn't say trophy. Check community so, shield. So wh- what do you call the UEFA Champions League? That's trophy? a trophy. And what? Ah, and That's how the, does the name? How does the name get a trophy? It's called league. The, the right? Champions League trophy. They don't. Oh. They call Quite it trophy. Quite convenient. Quite convenient. No, it's not. UEFA calls it like the, the. These are the teams that are gonna battle for the Champions League trophy. They say it. Premier League trophy. They don't say community. Sh- they say community shield. They don't say community trophy. It's different. But uh, aside from that, I do accept that definitely we should have played better. Uh, Obama Young. I don't know what to say. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Liverpool. He he loves he, Liverpool. No, against Chelsea he played well. Against City he played well uh, in the FA Cup. And Liverpool, yes, he he did play well. He knows he has played for club before. But all that aside, what a player! What I I would say Barcelona should get him ASAP because Suarez is has been asked to leave, yeah. and I don't see a better replacement than Aubameyang. in that team he's still not signed the contract which i think he will but i think barcelona should have some sense and not spend millions of dollars elsewhere and buy this guy and they are looking like they are going to get a lot they are going to get millions of dollars if a certain mr messi moves on we'll uh, discuss that's that that's a different saga yeah. that's a different saga we'll come to that uh, and but that obamyang is, is Obama the topic yeah, so he's he's in a different um, class right now what a goal <laughs> did you what a finish no one stopping that nothing doing yeah. it's it's uh, an amazing finish right maybe manuel noyer could <laughs> probably trust But, me i uh, mean that is a tough yeah. one i mean you can't like i don't think anyone stopping that yeah they played well i think i, I th- think once they got that goal it was very much like back five right so they defended with everything and eventually they where to concede and they did but i guess because no one takes this seriously there's no no, uh, no extra time or anything right after 90 minutes they go straight to penalties and yeah. you know once it goes there i mean it's it's anyone's yeah. game yeah, absolutely i actually missed the entire match almost the entire match and i happened to catch the 10th penalty <laughs> yeah and i was like wow what a time to switch on the tv and um, it was uh, it was a nice viewing yeah i mean the last penalty i mean they couldn't they should have just given them the plate because avamyang is not missing that penalty <laughs> you really should be paying more respect to a team that has defeated you you know and of course uh, twice in the last few twice in the last few months. i am respecting them with everything uh, that they deserve of and course i said like they played well it's not a plate yeah. it's a at least call it a shield okay it's a shield would, yeah as you would say It's a shield a that's place. sponsored by McDonald's with Happy Meal, Happy <laughs> Meal shields. Yeah, the sponsor is McDonald's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do recall that. Yes, I do recall that. So, as uh, yeah, it, okay. So Arsenal won the shield that's sponsored by McDonald's. That's great. You know, they played well. I'm saying that. I mean, they have been good. Arteta has a clear strategy. But trust me, this strategy will not work in the Premier League. Let me just say that. Okay, I mean, putting five at the back, hitting on counter might work against Liverpool, 
that's true and you got it arteta got that strategy he has got it with liverpool with city all these like playmaker teams kind of thing but it's not going to work against uh, the other sides that are in the premier league that are going to just lob the crosses and hit them in you know like with headers so when it comes to the league i have my judgments but no one can deny that arteta has done more than what ole had had or what Ole could have done with United because if you see their trajectory Arteta is in the club for eight months and he has already won an FA Cup a community shield I mean whatever you say it is you know it's there for everyone to see right it the, these yeah. things do count I Ole, think if Ole can take a leaf from his book because uh, the current situation that we are in um, it's kind of a uh, I would like to use a profanity but then uh, do the, <laughs> do the uh, censorship issues, I would not. It's kind of a cluster F right now. <laughs> I no, I mean... No, what is Glazer, what is Woodward doing regarding Sancho? I don't think they're actually going for him, finally. I don't know what they're doing for Jack Grealish. There are rumours that we might actually put in a cheeky bid for Messi. And I, if that nah. happens, I would say that would be the most foolishest thing yeah. that can happen in United's History. Definitely, I agree. I agree. Shouldn't do that. But anyway, coming back to the uh, to the game today, um, I think one uh, one player I would like to mention that I am concerned as a Liverpool fan is is Omino, uh, our number nine. I think I really love the guy, like his his uh, his tenacity, his you know dedication, uh, his skills are great to watch. And I think Klopp loves him too for those reasons. But I think when it comes to sheer ability uh, to finish and, you know, like that poacher's instinct, like the uh, ability that a number nine has, I think Firmino is kind of lacking in those respects. And I think that was evident today. Firmino, I would say the same thing because um, I remember before he joined Liverpool, there was a very strong... Um, possibility that he was going to get signed by United. I recall that. And uh, it was... Wait, all Liverpool players and managers, uh, Manchester United wanted to sign them and they couldn't. <laughs> really? Give me a break. It's just a few... It's just a few I didn't know that. Ones. Okay. Because you said the same I... thing about Klopp. You said the same thing about... Ma- oh, actually, Van Gaal, Louis Van Gaal came out and said he wanted to sign Mane and Milner in an article. And he actually held talks with Liverpool before joining United. And he said that Liverpool thought that he's very arrogant. <laughs> this is, these are his words. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, what are you saying? Yeah, so um, Firmino, uh, again, um, I think before he burst onto the scene, he was uh, very promising for sure. Uh, but I think again, uh, see... Uh, I don't recall too many Spanish or Latin American players being very successful in Premier League for one particular reason. Premier League is a much more harsher league than any of the other leagues. That includes La Liga and uh, the Bundesliga as well. That way, no, I think... I, I think South American, like Spanish, like Firmino, I think Suarez was very successful. So Suarez was very successful. I think Torres was also very successful. Torres was very successful, exactly. So, again, handful. I mean, Diego you, Costa you was have, pretty okay. successful. To be very honest, stature-wise, I think Diego Forlan is better than Fernando Torres. 
from his stature. I'm not talking about talent. Yeah, but 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 you know that was different. Because Diego Forlan and... was an absolute failure. Apart from these players, I mean, not many players actually, uh, you know, um, register as having made it big in Premier League clubs. No, I would say like uh, coming back to Firmino originally. I mean, uh, I for me as a, as the supporter, and I've seen him enough, right, for the last couple of years. I think he had a great season in 17-18 where he scored, I think, 20 plus goals. I haven't seen him uh, in that uh, avatar since. Like I haven't seen that goal scoring. Like this year, the year that we won the league by 18 points, he scored one goal in Anfield, one throughout the season. <laughs> So that tells you how the other guys are playing, like how Salah, Mane, and you know all these uh, like wingers, like uh, wing backs rather, Robertson and Trent, how they have been contributing. Because if your number nine has scored once at home, and you have won the league by 18 points, that goes to show. I think uh, what the other, but the worry I think for Liverpool this season is going to be if Salah and Mane have an off day or even worse get injured then it's going to be a problem because then you're looking into Firmino and the others to provide those goals, right? Unless they make any signings, which doesn't look like because they don't have that kind of money, especially with the COVID-19. So, Thiago yeah. is supposed to come to Liverpool, if I'm not wrong. Thiago is... Yeah, there's a strong rumor, but uh, yeah, now it looks like it's most likely but uh, you know these things you never know uh, one more reason why that can happen is because Wijnaldum is being linked to Barcelona because Ronald Koeman the Dutch coach has taken over and seems like he has given a short list of players in which Wijnaldum features so if Wijnaldum leaves then, then Thiago yeah definitely but you know then we have enough midfielders like if Wijnaldum stays I don't see I mean, Thiago is a great player. Let's not, you know, there's no doubt about that. But I think Liverpool need more reinforcement in the front and also in centre-back because Lovren's gone. I think they need to replace him and provide some more backup, you know, to Van Dijk. Because even, let's say, Van Dijk gets injured, that's also not a pretty sight for them because there is no good... You know, someone like a experienced centre-back who can... Like, Chelsea has recently bought Thiago Silva for free. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> so, you know, someone like that who's, you know, experienced and not necessarily is going to play the whole season, but can come in when when needed. Yeah, I think Thiago Silva's, uh, I think it's not about um, any risk or anything. I think he'll be a starting uh, 11 player any day. In Chelsea. In Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. For, For sure. Chelsea, he will be. Yeah, yeah. Given their squad, he will <laughs> definitely get in. And that's exactly what they needed, right? That's exactly I what they so. need. I think uh, their attack is looking um, okay. So, uh, I would say, yeah, probably the defense is what needs bolstering. And I think they've gone the right direction that way. Anyway, we will uh, discuss Chelsea and some of the mad transfers and rumors that are happening or going <laughs> around <laughs> in our next segment. Let's uh, Let's discuss all of that and more. Transfers are happening, I think, left, right, and center. Some anticipated, some unanticipated. I would say Thiago Silva was one of them. 
so wait 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 from the top from the top i would say chelsea are getting an entire team this year chelsea have decided that they need a new team and enough of homegrown talent and you know uh, you know all these like philosophical words they were saying last year lampard's uh, the son of the soil and he's going to promote <laughs> the young academy talent and you know like british talent uh, for the first time chelsea's going to you know be an academy team cut to next year <laughs> next season That's starts good. they get they get warner zh thiago silva chilwell um who else i have all lost count I, oh the sar another defender uh <laughs> five players right there probably missing someone i don't know but yeah there you go <laughs> so no tammy abraham next season i think where is he going to play because warner is not going to sit on the bench or he might play in wide i don't know the endless possibilities but yeah they're looking strong they're looking and they they may even go for another keeper because they're in the market yeah i think uh, i think kepa is gone i don't think he's yeah yeah it's he, going to be coming back to chelsea <laughs> and uh, dean henderson as well uh, i i don't think he'll be loaned to chelsea for sure since you mentioned dean henderson very interesting topic so dean henderson has become the third highest paid goalkeeper in the premier league as per his wages and his new contract and guess who's in the top position uh, in terms of contract david de gea definitely yes <laughs> so united now have the top and the third most expensive keeper in the league let's face it uh, romero in whatever capacity he has played i think mm-hmm. he has done a fine job for united Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, he's done a fine. Again, he's not, he's not excelled in any uh, by any measures. But then he hasn't really disappointed either. That's yeah, and you can't expect that from him because he doesn't play every game. He just gets to play whenever he's called upon, and he yeah. does a decent job, in my opinion. He does a de- decent job, and also the fact that he is happy to, uh, you know. Um, be the second uh, in line mm-hmm. uh, and that having a direct effect on his argentina selections i think uh, i think we owe him a lot and now with dean henderson taking a claim and actually making a claim that mm-hmm. uh, he's going to uh, challenge de gea for the number one role uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting turnaround of things yeah maybe it'll push de gea or i think united should cash in on de gea it's, it's the right time because if dean anderson has been uh, very promising last season with sheffield and if they are showing that faith in him by giving him a new contract which is very quite expensive so then they should go and back him they should not keep de- because de gea is also getting to that point where united won't be able to make too much i i, I remember like two three seasons ago De Gea, there were strong rumors linking De Gea to Madrid, and I think they were ready to pay close to 100 million. <laughs> yeah, that time I think De Gea. And I think United should have taken that money at that time. I really do, uh, because you also should know how to get the most of your asset. At the end of the day, you do need to make that amount. Like, if you have Henderson in your team right now, who who is ready, and Romero is a very good backup, and he is happy to be that. then why you know you you want to keep de gea at, at such a high wage i don't know because maybe one two years down the road they will not get that value for him right 
maybe but then uh, i would still say that deha have got a few good seasons left for them uh, i would say that's why they should sell him <laughs> so i would say I don't know, that let him I... let him be sold right before he completely gets on the decline trajectory i don't think he yeah, has exactly. did that yet so maybe milk the last bit of uh, you know uh, performance from him and then yeah we can probably yeah look at the financial side of it but right now i don't think that's the time but uh, henderson's claim is definitely makes it it makes it interesting for sure because he is he wants to play for united he's made that very clear and uh, of course he does yeah and uh, for good reasons as well because you know it's always a privilege and honor to play for the real red devils so, oh jeez you you uh, your voice went down there i i don't think you even believe in it oh, because please. you were barely audible oh really <laughs> when you said that yeah. yeah i i know you you become temporarily deaf when uh, the truth is spoken <laughs> so that's okay that's fine uh, happens with liverpool fans yes hey i'm happy if you get a good keeper i mean i have I, we want to like beat the best united which we haven't seen in the last few years so i'm hey i'm all for competition you know it's it's good to have a nice team and then yeah. get to beat them uh, wanting to play a good united team is one thing wanting to beat them is another thing which <laughs> uh, which actually when it happens I don't think it will, as in you beating a good United team, because uh, there were several situations when a rebuilding a team under rebuilding stages uh, kind of tore Liverpool apart. That has happened. Oh come so, on, rebuilding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rebuilding with what 100 million with Paul Pogba and uh, you know 80 million Harry Maguire. This is your rebuilding. <laughs> Okay, let's not go to Harry Maguire. I would not want to talk about that aspect. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, Harry let's Maguire move on. Is, uh, Harry Maguire is currently, I think, uh, the boss yeah, of United. I would, that's what I would say. I don't know. It sounds strange. Whatever is happening, but let's go to their neighbors from United to City. So City have already made a few signings, uh, interesting signings. Uh, uh, you think they're gonna? Pull the biggest transfer of this decade. It's on possibly. the cards. Possibly, it, it is very possible. Uh, knowing um, you know Guardiola, uh, mm-hmm. it's very possibly. I would just say that uh, maybe Premier League may not be the best for Messi right now. That's how mm-hmm. I would put it. Because um, let's face it, it's too physical a league for Messi, who's more of a finesse. a fine uh, finesse player so that's how i will look at it and um, i i hope if he does if he does actually come in um, i think it's good for everyone if he performs well uh, i would not of course want him to perform against united but then um, yeah he mm-hmm. can showcase some of his talent at the premier league as well it's messy so definitely he'll add a lot uh, to that team uh, no denying that uh, i was he, looking at the deal that a uh, lot of people are talking about and it seems like city are uh, willing to offer three of their players and some cash so player plus cash to get uh, messi so the players that were in discussion were bernardo silva gabriel jesus and i think garcia so if they were to let go of bernardo silva jesus 
and Garcia to get Messi plus 100 million. That will be a bad move. That will be a bad move. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) See, Messi, let's, let's not forget, it's just one player. And you are practically selling out your midfield for one player. <laughs> yeah, Let's but that one player FFP is also, also Messi. FFP is also looking at everything. Uh, I know FFP. Ah, uh, FFP. I have, I have no faith in FFP. Yeah, I know it's a joke, and joke. you know uh, how City have been manipulating FFP for the last few years. So. Um, and I think that's the only way they can afford Messi because if they just they have the cash, okay. Let's not uh, get confused. Like they could pay Barcelona 300, 400 million, but then FFP is gonna knock on their doors and say, hey, what's up, right? So what are they gonna do? They, they the only way the deal can happen is if they offload a three or three players and say, hey, we offloaded these three players. They're not on our books anymore, and we afforded Messi. That's how we did it. So that's okay. So I think that is the only way City can afford him. But I, you know what? I think Messi is just putting pressure because he wants to see some changes at the top, like with the board and everything. And he has even gone on and asked like the chairman to be sacked if he were to stay. Oh, the chairman is staying for sure. He, I think, has made it very clear that he's not going anywhere. Okay, then there will be a standoff. Which there is, I think, at this point. Yeah, there there is a standoff that's currently uh, happening because I think um, tomorrow or rather today, I think the COVID-19 pre-screening is beginning for the Barcelona players. And uh, he has been asked by Barcelona to attend it because uh, he's been told very clearly that you are still on a contract with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And uh, Messi again has gone ahead and said that uh, I'm not going to do any of that because I want out and uh, release clause uh, has expired and whatnot. Etc. His release, his release clause is 700 million. <laughs> Who is gonna play 700 million? Come on. Again, I would say that was also something that uh, maybe Barcelona should have considered before putting up such a high value because. Um, Maybe they did not expect this to happen. Maybe they wanted... Or maybe they No one did. That, maybe they thought that uh, Messi will actually uh, end his career with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they wanted a bit of security, but then... <laughs> no, I mean, not just them. Everyone thought that Messi will finish his career at Barcelona. I think even yeah. Messi thought the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think this is all tactics, you know, just to deflect that heavy defeat 8-2 and all that. I mean, no one is talking about that. So, it's, you know, like diverting attention. I don't know. I, I, I feel he's going to stay in Barcelona after all of this. La Liga without Messi is also going to be a little, uh, you know, uh, detrimental yeah. to the quality for sure. Yeah, we, already have, uh, we already have one of the greatest players who have gone, gone out. And Real Madrid, I do not know how they actually ended up winning the league. After having such a torrid start to the season, so they were gifted the league by Barcelona. Absolutely. Literally. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think uh, we have a few interesting days to look forward to because uh, the transfer saga of various parts of the of the footballing world is heating up. Uh, yeah, and it's there till October 6th, so it's a big uh, and long and window. So I think. 
the whole month of september will be interesting to see what happens <laughs> of course Okay, so let's uh, move on and talk about Baller of the Week. Um, I think there was just two games, the Champions League final and the Community Shield. So since the Community Shield was a charity, let's not consider it. Uh, so the only game was the final then. I would still <laughs> consider Champions uh, the Community Shield as well because it was a competitive okay. match that was played. Uh, it was a friendly I, I know, though. I know. Oh, please. It was a friend. It is a friendly officially. Okay, let's. Okay, my nomination is from the Champions League final, and uh-huh. it is obviously the goal scorer Kingsley Coman. Um, starting for Bayern, I don't think he usually starts. He didn't start in the same final. He came on as a sub, and I think even United are linked with him. I think United will do a very good job with Coman. I think they need someone like him. Uh, just a thought, but I think my. Uh, nominee is definitely Kingsley Coman, a, a Parisian bred player comes in in the final and kicks Paris out of the cup. So definitely <laughs> I would say Kingsley Coman for that reason alone. Uh, I would actually go with Manuel Neuer. Because oh, okay. um, again, he just keeps amazing. I think he, he he's, he's grown used to it. He just likes amazing the audience. He just likes to show off to an extent as well. Showman and, keeper. Uh, yeah, definitely. The skills that he has and the way that he's showing it now at this age as well. Getting better with the years. Mm. So, my ball of the week would be Manuel Maya. Yeah, I think you've convinced me. I think uh, when I you know, think back about the game, I think the saves from Neymar, uh, that double save, right? He saved yeah. from Neymar and then he stopped. He the stopped the rebound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Mbappe, close range. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think Manuel Neuer deserves it. Captain, lifting the trophy, sixth Champions League trophy. Not a shield, <laughs> trophy. <laughs> so, yeah, so Neuer mm-hmm. is our baller of the week. And with that, we have come to an end of another episode of Battle of Ballers. Um, Share, subscribe and uh, listen to us on Spotify and any other platforms that you're on. And we look forward to your support and feedback. Please do let us know. 